Welcome back to episode 50, my friends, and I've got a special episode today. Well, I always say that, don't I? I'm always like, this is a special episode, but they are. (laughs) Uh, I was in Bali, and I went to a workshop, and I listened to a great speaker. It's actually at Toastmasters, and she was talking about how she grew one of the world's biggest tech meetup. If you're familiar with meetup.com, it's a great way to uh, network and connect with others and build brands and so on. Uh, she built one of the biggest tech meetups in Washington, and she's been involved in a number of startups and also had a great career working in the tech industry. And now she's transitioned into basically the, while she was working, she was always investing her money. So we talk a lot about investing as well in this episode, as well as how she now runs these retreats in places like Bali, where people can go surf, do yoga, and also learn about business startups and investing. So my guest is Joy Chen, and that's who I was just describing to you. She lives in Singapore and a very, very sharp entrepreneur, and was an honor to have her on and have her share her experience in these different industries. So enjoy this episode. And as always, please go ahead and review this episode on iTunes, leave your honest review and share this with a friend. Just go ahead and take a snapshot and post it on your social media. Tag Joy and I. Her Instagram is Joy in Asia. I've got that in the notes below and we look forward to hearing your feedback. All right. Also, one last thing, as always in these calls, I don't really mention it as much, but I do get a number of requests. Um, I'm actually heading to Hong Kong in about 10 days uh, to do a retreat personal development workshop there. And people all kind of all, it's it's, it's actually unbelievable how many people um, are struggling with um, just life issues. And as always, I offer a free about 20 minute one-on-one coaching call um, that's totally, um, it's confidential and it, it really humbles me to hear the struggles that a lot of people are facing. I spent basically a week with a, a woman here um, uh, online and just really helping her through a tough time. And I really, th- this is really why I offer this service because it really makes me feel good, but also really makes me feel humble that you never know what people are going through. And some people don't really have someone to reach out to for support. So that's why I offer these calls. And you can get access to that at uh, selfdeveloplife.com, www.selfdeveloplife.com. Just book a a free consultation call. And um, yeah, I I really do enjoy connecting with with people tuning into the show. All right. Enjoy this show. And we'll see you soon on the next one. All right. Welcome, everyone. We are here live in Bali, Indonesia. This is the first podcast I'm recording since I've been here the last few days. And I'm joined by a special guest, Joy Chen, who I connected with last night at Toastmasters. And Toastmasters, if you don't know, it's a public speaking forum where people go and improve their way to present, give presentations, be a communicator. And I highly recommend it. And Joy went up and shared something super, super inspiring and has a phenomenal story. And I connected with her after. I said, hey, I'd love to kind of learn more about what you're doing, what you're working on in your past, because it was very, very inspirational and super interesting. So, Joy, thanks for joining us, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you so much, Quentin. Um, yeah, it's an honor to be a part of your podcast. Um, definitely a first for me. Um, so, yeah, I, 
started uh, my startup journey uh, probably, I would say, eight years ago <coughs> in a um, sort of health and fitness software events kind of venture with a coworker of mine at IBM. Um, uh, that didn't really like necessarily go as planned, um, but since then I've been organizing lots of startup competitions. Um, I had so what I talked about last night at Toastmasters was um, a co-working group that I ran with my co-founder because we wanted to find late night places in DC, like coffee shops, but we wanted to work from say 8 p.m. to 2 a.m., 3 a.m. But we couldn't find a really late night venue. <coughs> we were just a couple of night owls, and uh, yeah, we started a group. We called it the DC Night Owls. Um, it grew from the first meetup of six people to, I think, thousands of people. Now it's probably in the two or three thousand range. The group is also merged with Big Data DC. Um, but yeah, this is one of the most rewarding experiences of my life. Um, I really, yeah, I found uh, community organizing quite like fun and natural, but basically we just wanted to work on our startup late at night. And I think a lot of other people with nine to five jobs wanted to do a side hustle. <coughs> so we connected with lots of people. Uh, we had two sessions every week. At some point we were invited to the White House Innovation Summit. Wow. Yeah, we were apparently the most active tech meetup in the world, according to meetup.com back in 2012. Yeah, and I heard last night that you said that you got featured in TechCrunch magazine or something about the the, the, the biggest tech meetup, like you just mentioned, or was it? Yeah, meetup.com. We had a few like media coverages, um, different, yeah, different like uh, magazines had covered us. Um, yeah, but it was actually just something we did for fun. It was a volunteer project for four years, and it grew into this amazing community of friends you know, fellow programmers, uh, lawyers. At some point, we also had meetups on Capitol Hill. That was really cool. Wow. And we had uh, politicians and comedians come and speak. Huh. Um, yeah, so I would say my co-founder, uh, Andrew, he was quite pivotal in like lining up events and I was the little social butterfly <laughs> <laughs> of it, but it was such yeah. a fun experience. Um, that's, that's amazing, you know, like, just being here in in Bali, I just see coming from you know South Korea. There's just it's just a whole different vibe here as far as people here like doing digital nomad work, startups and stuff. Like you know, we went to this co-working space last night called the Dojo here in Chenggu, and there's just like hundreds of people just working on their laptops. And I think why your venture was so successful is because you said everyone's trying to build something on the side, you know, and, and it's just getting bigger and bigger scene right now. So kind of be one of the pioneers in that that's pretty awesome so and now you're kind of transitioning into leading workshops and retreats here in Bali so if you want to share kind of how you've transitioned and what you're kind of doing with that uh, it sounds pretty awesome and sorry for those of you watching this it's not the usual setup I have this mic because we're literally like in front of a beach and if the noise is a little uh, a little uh, more background than normal is because we're in a cafe with like you know music in the background and we're in Bali man so <laughs> chill <laughs> about to go surfing. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, so I <coughs> found in starting my startup uh, or starting any sort of entrepreneurial venture since then, I've really had to face all of my greatest fears and like a ton of anxiety. <coughs> um, so yeah, 
like a yeah as you said i'm running two retreats in bali one is a uh, art of startup retreat which helps you remove internal blocks from starting your own company so it's much more of the inner journey um, getting to really the why uh, like what are your unique gifts how do you want to serve the world um, yeah uh, it's pretty much giving you that courage to take the next step and another retreat I plan to do is a surf, yoga, and investing retreat. So as Quinton mentioned, I'm a private investor living off of trading and investing for the last six years. Um, and I wanted to share that with as many people as I can because it takes such little time. It's long-term value investing. Um, and right now, like the economies of the world are not doing great. So I think it's a great time to learn you know, how to manage different finance products in the yeah, in the stock market, learning, trading, investing. So I'm curious, uh, you said you've been doing that for six years. Are you primarily in stocks? Are you doing real estate? Are you doing crypto recently? Anything like that? What's your, uh, what's your bread and butter as far as what you enjoy getting positions in? Um, I started investing 11 years ago when I was working in IT consulting. It was a hobby that I love doing. So researching companies that are changing the world, doing really cool things and so for me it's mostly stocks a bit of commodities sometimes forex but uh, i try to keep it simple yeah. so stocks etfs yeah awesome awesome i uh i recently read the book by uh tony robbins called the money master the game that was pretty he went pretty deep in a lot of different strategies and, and so on like that um what's your thoughts on crypto out of curiosity I also dabbled in crypto. So I invested a bit in 2009. I met this Burner friend of mine, Dwayne. I don't know if you're out there, Dwayne. Burner uh, Dwayne, <laughs> Burner Dwayne. You just made um, uh, a very good opportunity for our friend Joy here. So he told you about crypto back then? Yeah, I bought some. I think it was like 30 cents. Um, wow. Yeah, so I sold it at like a dollar because I was oh. like, yeah, 300% <laughs> return. Um, but. <coughs> yeah, I also bought some in 2013. I put a post on my Facebook. So I definitely dabbled in crypto and um, I don't think it's really a valid financial product. I mean, it's not really, there's no basis. It's not like this company has assets or, you know, revenue. So, uh, but I would say it's a really fun way to look into people's psychology. It's like a study into mass psychology, the euphoria that the crypto community felt and they're like, we're undefeatable, you know, like crypto is never going to fail. And then, of course, it did. Um, so I think it's interesting to see. Like for me, I told people in my class when your hairdresser or the checkout lady tells you to buy Bitcoin like, or any stock, this is when you know it's going to crash soon. So you're in a bubble. Yeah, it's so random because actually last night uh, after the Toastmasters, I went down literally to this bar right here, I think, and I was just uh, standing there and this guy comes up and taps me on the shoulder and the craziest thing, it was this guy I met two years ago when I was in Shurgao Island in the Philippines and he's the guy in like 2016 that told me about Bitcoin and he actually helped me get set up and it was like the craziest thing because like we didn't know each other were going to be here. And yeah, we just met up last night. And I, it's funny, I actually did a, my first podcast recording with him about crypto. Cause I'm like, oh, this is amazing. More people need to know about this. 
So yeah, I got in pretty early, not as early as you, but like when Ethereum was like $14, you know, it's when I discovered it. So, um, and then, and then got, got in after that. So, uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. Yeah. Like you said, it's not the most stable thing, but, uh, you know, the, the way technology is going, you never know. Um, so with your retreats, that's pretty awesome. It's always been like, I actually used to run a surf camp in Tofino on Vancouver Island. Yeah, so that's kind of what I did from like 2005 to 2007 for two years. A friend of mine had a surf shop and I was just running all the camps for him out of it. And uh, yeah, my first kind of, uh, one of my first kind of business endeavors was doing a surf camp uh, retreat down to Mexico. So I took all these university students down to Mexico and uh, did like a two week retreat there kind of thing. And that was awesome. And uh, ever since then, I was like always wanting to do something like in like Costa Rica or Bali, like a retreat, but you're actually doing that now. So how did you get started with that? And how was that process as far as like getting, I guess, the registration people, finding a venue? Like, what was that process like? I'm just curious how that went. Um, It's all, I mean, pretty organic, kind of like this co-working group that grew, you know, hugely popular. And I just wanted a late night place to work. Um, Same with the retreat. A lot of friends have been asking me how I can be financially free or living in Bali for the past few years. Um, And I said, well, I'm happy to teach you. And, you know, part of my day is also yoga and surfing. So I'm basically living my life in Bali and trying to build the community around that. Um, And finding villas is really easy. Uh, And I've (coughs) had the, like, privilege to teach lots of uh, IT nerds at Dojo. So, I mean, I've taught a lot of, you know, like the, the Digi Nomads uh, already, and it's much easier than you think, catching waves. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's addictive as hell, too. Like, uh, after you do it, you don't want to do anything else. Um, that's really cool. And so, how long have you been in Bali? Um, I've been coming to Changu since 2014. So, Jojo was just being built. I had some really interesting conversations with Michael in the beginning about how he saw the vision of Jojo developing. Um, so yeah, I probably spend a few months here every year since, so the last five years. Cool. cool. And you said that you were based out of Singapore for a while, or that was recently? Yeah. Or yeah. Still based out of Singapore. Okay. My apartment's there, all of my like friend network is there, but yeah, definitely Bali has an appeal on a lifestyle and yeah, conversation level. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, it's a special place. This is my third tri- trip to Bali, and like, I would love to... Uh, the only thing is, is the visa situation here. You know, for those of you that are thinking about, oh, this sounds great, like I would love to come and move to, to Bali and live here. Uh, just be warned, you have to move or leave the country every, what is it, 60 days? Yeah. So every 60 days you have to take a flight to Singapore and just get a, a visa renewal. Um, is there any ways around that? Um, you can take a social visit pass, which is six months, or if you open a company, you can have a kitas and uh, you can hire people with your existing kitas, but not many, I think one expat, but you have to hire two locals. There's a ratio that you have to fulfill. Cool, cool. Um, Well, is there anything that you'd like to kind of uh, touch on before we kind of uh, wrap this podcast up? I I know we both want to go get in the water and get some waves before we lose the sunshine here. It's getting a little uh, little cloudier today, but uh, it's always good waves right behind us here, so. I guess you mentioned earlier overcoming your biggest fear. What was that? Mm, For me, it was self-doubt because you really have to believe in yourself 100%. Um, 
And I think I just wasn't as connected to myself as I am now. So through, I mean, I've done, let's say, treks in Nepal or just regular meditation. Yeah. And that just helped me connect to, sounds really cheesy, but the universe in a way. You're in a state of flow. And, you know, at some points, even when I'm surfing, it's like I am the waves and I am the breeze and I am the mountains and I am the rivers. So I just sort of kind of connected back to nature and connected back to myself and had a lot more conviction about the types of uh, startups I wanted to do or what I wanted to do in life. As Bruce Lee said, be the water. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I think that, uh, you know, you're, you're literally living the dream. Like a lot of people would look at what you're doing and be like, man, like I wish I could do that. Um, what was it that kind of made you branch out? You said er originally you worked with IBM. So what was the kind of turning point when you said, I, I want to go from employee to entrepreneur? Like, what was the process like for that? Um, I would say it's this co-working group that uh, Andrew and I had started. It was basically, um, it gave the community, I think anytime, even though technology is growing every year, I think as humans, we need a tribe and we need a community to check back into. Um, so the co-working group gave me all the tools, resources, but all the like the support and love that I needed as well. So it was like having a sharing circle when I felt down and I would tell people I feel so scared to do this because what if it fails and I came up, yeah, just confronted a lot of my own worst fears and my own worst enemies. So yeah, it was by far my co-working group that gave me the guts to actually quit my corporate job. At the time it was really exciting. Um, but yeah, couldn't have done it without the DC Night Owls. Well, shout out to DC Night Owls and the other communities that you're building. So talking about communities, where can people can, uh, connect with you and learn more about what you're up to and check out your community? Oh, I'm actually uh, still in the process of my landing page for my Investing with Joy, um, Investing Workshops and Retreats. I have a Facebook page also called Investing with Joy. So that's sort of uh, the next step. I need to get my website going and yeah, yeah take yeah. care of all the online presence. Cool. Well, I'll have your Instagram handle down here and people can kind of connect and check out what you're up to. And, uh, I can show you my Instagram handle. There we go. <laughs> it's uh, really easy. It's joy in Asia. And there is a lot of joy in Asia. <laughs> awesome, Joy. Well, thank you for, uh, for you know, taking the time and sharing your story. And uh, looking forward to catching some waves and Yay. seeing where things lead from there with your next journey with all your retreats. So it sounds really awesome. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm glad that we uh, made it work. And uh, for everyone else tuning in, like I said, that's a motorcycle behind us. You can tell that we're literally in the middle of, yeah, that is, uh, that's what you hear here. Boom. <laughs> that's probably the best way to wrap up uh, a scooter ripping off down to the beach. And that's what we're going to do right now. So guys, thanks again for tuning in. That's like the outro music right there. <laughs> That wrapped up just in time. Thanks guys for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe. If you dig this, tag a person, share this, and see you all on the next episode. Peace.